Welcome to the Unstoppable Profit Podcast. This podcast will give you all the tools to grow your business and live life on your terms. Millionaire agents and entrepreneurs think and act differently than others. This podcast will give you a simple, proven three-step blueprint to grow your business. Over the past 31 years of research in your industry, Mike Stromso has created a unique philosophy called the three P's, people, process, and promotion. This outside-the-box thinking and guidance provides agency entrepreneurs just like you the knowledge and tools you can quickly implement to explode your agency business. He has been there, done that, and he's still doing it. Wherever you are today, if you're starting with nothing or are well on your way to the success you desire, with the right people, processes, and promotions in place, you will be unstoppable. And now, I'd like to introduce your host, Mike Stromso. Today we have a rare, rare opportunity to escalate your progress 10 times. When I looked at the presentation that Jeff and Una put together, uh, I went immediately back to my study of Grant Cardone. Double isn't good enough. It's 10 times or more. These two have done phenomenal things. You're going to want to get ready for this one and make sure you fasten your seatbelt. Jeff and Una Roy and their Excalibur Insurance uh, organization have reached levels only reserved for the top three successful agents out there, and we are honored and privileged to learn from them today. Una and Jeff, welcome, and thank you for investing time today. Thanks so much, Mike, for having us, and we're really looking forward to it. Yeah, thanks, Mike. We're excited. Hey, you're, you're welcome. We are pumped as well. Reminder, in the Unstoppable Profit Producer Program, the philosophy of the three Ps will help you learn to grow your business, create financial wealth and security for your family so you can have more freedom to enjoy life on your own terms. That's all we want for you. We want you to have the same kind of things that you're going to learn about today. To make sure that you don't miss one second of today's power-packed presentation, please shut your door, turn off all those distracting devices, get something to write with and write on, get ready to take notes, and then when you're done, take action. And again, we could not be more pumped and excited to get started this morning. We have so much for you. We're going to go kind of quickly. I had to tone this thing down by over a third because Jeff and Una brought so much uh, business building, uh, growth uh, oriented material for us this morning. So again, we're going to move kind of quickly. So please pay, pay close attention. Shut off those devices. It's still going to be there for you in 59 minutes or whatever it is when we're done. Here we go. Uh, Jeff and Una Roy, um, thank you again for investing time today to share with the rest of the world about the incredible success that you've created as uh, a mega success duo team. Uh, Jeff and I were uh, chatting uh, recently about the top 3%, which is where we're targeting. But Jeff, where are we really going? Uh, we want to get to 1%. And uh, you know, there's no finish line. You've got to get better every day. Otherwise, you're going backwards. Absolutely. They're agency principals. They have four locations, uh, Excalibur Insurance. We're going to talk a little bit about their four themes and one of them being their brand. Uh, and this is uh, part of their brand. It's the right thing to do. Hey, Una, where'd that come from? Um, we, we did a study probably, it was over a year, and um, we had our different logos that we'd come up with, and we actually hired uh, Gary Maxwell, and he came in and interviewed all of us individually as to what to do and we realized that the insurance business wasn't just selling an insurance product to our clients 
it was protecting them and making sure that we went over and above and we were doing the right thing. Whether it's more money or more coverage, um, it's not just about price. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Fantastic. So a little bit about Excalibur Insurance. Um, currently 14 million in premium agency, approximately 2.3 million in revenue. Congratulations on your success there. Yeah, thanks very much. Uh, we started with three people with one office and now we're up to four offices. And uh, again, we live in a town of 3,200 people. So for those agents that, that think geography matters, it doesn't. It's all mindset. And uh, we're currently 75% personal, 25% commercial. We're trying to grow our commercial business based on what's changing in the environment. But we're also proving that you can grow in personal lines, which many people feel is not possible. It's all about relationships, and it's all about uh, how they feel, right? Correct. Notice that 10 to 12% organically on that revenue. Congratulations. Great job. So our four themes for today are what? We want to talk about creating and leading a fun learning culture. Uh, you know, we mm -hmm. feel culture is key. We want to talk about developing a strong agency brand uh, and also selling in a digital world and servicing in a digital world. We feel these are four pillars that are key for success for any agency moving forward, and uh, we want to talk a, a bit about each of them. We could easily do an hour on each of these topics, but we wanted to kind of talk about our journey, what we've found, and share some of our learning with all the other agents. Fantastic, and I, I couldn't agree with you more. We could go on for two days. But uh, the good news is Jeff and Una have committed to being in San Diego. So when you commit to being in San Diego, you'll get to rub elbows with them and really dive in and find out more. So thank you for that. So theme number one, culture eats strategy for breakfast. Create and lead a culture that is fun and values learning. I could not agree with you more. Uh, tell us more about this. Uh, what we'll do is we have some slides kind of showing you how we do it. But yep. uh, it's really important that basically as a leader, you set the tone and make sure that uh, everybody in your organization buys into the culture, demonstrates it by their actions, and is always learning and always getting better. Uh, you can see the world. There's a lot of changing things happening in our world right now, and uh, Internet of Things to come, uh, Internet of Things, sorry, self-driving cars, artificial intelligence, smart homes. Uh, things are changing at such a rapid pace that you need a good culture organization to adapt, or otherwise the alternative is you don't adapt. Right, and they want to feel connected to their brands emotionally, right? Facts tell, stories sell. So you guys have done a fantastic job about that. So, you know, your real journey started in 2011. Tell us more about that. Yeah, we were uh, basically, I, I would say we were neutral, maybe even going a bit backwards. Uh, we weren't growing uh -huh. like we wanted to. You know, our, we kind of grew into a structure, and we were a size that we'd never been before, and we got stuck. And uh, uh, basically, they talk about getting stuck in the squat where you don't go anywhere and you don't rise properly. That's where we were. And uh, uh -huh. our stress was high. We had some turnover. You know, we just didn't feel our brand was good enough. We just didn't like where we were at. So we realized we had to grow and learn more to become more than we were. So we had to reach out and find people to help us. We I respect gonna... you guys. Yeah, fantastic. I respect you guys tremendously. But was complacency there? I think so, yeah. I think, you know, enemies, the enemies, the uh, good is the enemy of great, right? How much right. is enough? You get in a comfort zone, you feel good, you know, I don't want to change. It's really easy not to change, uh, not to challenge yourself. Sure. That's right. So as the leader of the organization, you had to? So we had to solve problems. And Una and I yeah. had to figure 
what are the real problems to solve? And I want to point out many organizations die or go to business because they never address the real problems. They don't want to solve mm -hmm. them. I might hurt somebody's ego. It may be too hard. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, mm -hmm. basically, I don't know what I'm doing, so I'm going to pretend I don't. There's a lot of excuses, but the bottom line is right. a really good organization uh, and a good team, and we have an excellent management team. Una, myself, uh, Paul, and Ken are on our management team, and we challenge each other. We ask the hard questions. Yeah. We have to learn it from other people and sometimes ask for help a lot of yeah, times. Absolutely. And you, and you guys are voracious readers as we see by the screen. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of, uh, you know, basically, you know, somebody else has always generally solved the problem before us. They always say there's just no such thing as new news, just new things, old things happening to new people. So, you know, somebody solved the, pro the, the problem in a lot of cases and a lot of times it's in different industry. If we can take some of that learning and apply it to insurance, wow, what things we can do. I, I could not agree with you more. There's nothing new under the sun, and uh, we just have to continue to learn every day. I mean, the day we stop learning is the day we stop growing, right? Correct. What's that so thing? We do. I, I, right brought. Thank you. So, I mean, we live in the greatest time in history, and I agree with what you said right here. Yeah, following I mean, talk about on all our social media, investing, uh, one to five percent of our salary in education, um, mentoring, getting mentors, um, hiring a successful coach, which we, we have done a few times, different coaches to coach us, and uh -huh. joining mastermind groups. That, that's been huge. And a one year fantastic. The uh, University on Wheels, you know, having the audio programs <laughs> so much better now. I used to have to take CDs. And I'd have about eight pounds of CDs in my car, and I was always wor worried somebody would steal it. And being an insurance broker, probably not having enough coverage to look after it. Uh, but with the day now I can, with Bluetooth and streaming, watch podcasts right through my Bluetooth off my phone. I can, I can watch podcasts off my Apple iTunes. It's never been easier, and there's never been more free stuff available. It's just a matter of being plugged into the right stuff and the right people. That's right, and we we got to remember to focus on the top priorities, though. Follow one course until success. Yep. So here's here's one of your uh, mastermind groups. Uh, tell us just a tad about this. Yeah, just a quick. I've joined a, a group uh, of CEOs, all in different industries, and we meet once a month, and they bring in world class speakers uh, to speak. We heard John, uh, Jack Daly, uh, Weber, a number of different people, and they bring new ideas and learning into the that I would never see in Clinton if I stayed here. So the other thing is the other half of the day we actually help solve each other's problems. So you have 16 minds working on your business and it's amazing right. what the power of a mastermind will do and I've learned a lot of things in the last two years from different industries that helps us huge. And you're, and, and yeah. Jeff like the only one in the insurance business in that group. Fantastic. And you got other connections through your uh, local associations and so forth so that's fantastic. So define what business is in your agency. The experience business is, is what Fantastic. it is. Yeah. One of the things, like a lot of people think they're in the insurance business, and I think you got to watch you don't limit yourself. If you remember Kodak, they thought they were in the mm -hmm. film. Where did that get them? They had been in the experience right. of the moments pictures. They would have actually implemented their digital camera. So we have to watch that we don't think we're just in the insurance business, not just the protection business and not just the market business, but it's all about the user experience and the customer experience. That's key. And as soon as brokers think that way and start treating their business that way, it'll change how they think and act. That's right. Absolutely. If you sit there, you're going to get run over, correct? 
Yeah, a lot of big trucks ready to hit insurance brokers and agents right now. I'd, I want to make sure that we have a strategy to deke those trucks out. Absolutely. So you show up and wow people at each touch point in great ways. Talk more about this. We, we try and the industry states that you should touch your clients at least four to seven times a year. We're touching our clients, what is it, 14 to anywhere from 18, 18 to 20 times a year. By, we're e-blasting our newsletters. We also do the old-fashioned sending a newsletter in the mail to um, our A and B clients. And we do customer care checkups um, daily on the phone. When a client calls in, we make sure that, they're, that we've got all lines of business. We're talking to them about other things other than just whether they've called for a claim or, or their, um, a change of vehicle. We do uh, protection reviews annually on all our clients. So, and then we're in the community as well. So there's always something that they're getting, thank you cards, birthday cards. There's always something that our clients are getting from us. Yeah, you guys are just doing amazing things. But, you know, at the end of the day, and we find this in our program, coaching programs as well, it's the first P, people, processes, and promotion in that order. The first P, and you're talking about your team members here. Tell us what this means right here. Yeah, every touch, it's either going to be positive or negative. So we use the term they're an assassin, where they're killing the relationship, or they're an ambassador, where they're using diplomacy, building it, connect, making that emotional connection. And uh, if you go to the next slide, we talk about a heartbeat. And uh, I'm sorry, we didn't include that, but we have a slide where it shows a heartbeat. So your beat goes up, which is a positive contact, goes down, which can be a negative contact, but no touches right. is, is what I call customer service flatlining. And we don't want you right. to ever let your customers get flatlined in our business. Uh, and, What's you know, the number one motivator that you guys use in your business for your team members? Can you think of one? Number of things, uh, you know. Yeah, there's so, there's so many. Yeah, like the number of things, you know, obviously it's just basically the, the, the culture, the fun, you know, trying to grow them. You know, we want to light a fire inside of them instead of under them. A manager will light a fire under somebody's ass to get it done. We want to grow them in the inside, have the passion, get them to do, make it a fun right. work. You know, we all know compensation is about number three or four in the list. It needs to be competitive. Right. But you want to engage them and grow them, give them challenging work, you know, remind them. Yeah, include them. Yep, fantastic. Great stuff here. So um, as the leader, you do set the tone, right? And so not only are you doing it yourself, you're uh, carrying on to your team as well. Tell us more about the last sentence where you say, if you're running at six out of 10, your people are running at four. What does that mean? And that's something classic that we, we got from Michael McLean and his mastermind group. And but basically what it means is if you're not on top of your game as a leader, your staff are always going to be one or two points below. So if you're not doing the work, they're going to be doing it a couple levels below that. So that's why it's important that you try and come in every day uh, from the crack of dawn, you hit the ground running, you're trying to run at a 10. And that way you can get them to an eight or a nine. Uh, you know, the, the energy is contagious. And if you're setting the tone, setting up positive vibes, doing all the right things, uh, basically you have a lot better chance of delivering on that service province, pr uh, promise because a lot of it is done by people still. Yes, there's digital component, but there's still a huge, right. huge, huge human element, which is a huge part of our payroll, but it allows us as cast members to deliver the show to our clients. Right. People do business with people they know, love, and trust, right? Right. So the keys to implementing, and numbers don't lie, uh, I said just a minute ago, tell us about this slide right here. So basically tracking which 
honestly, we weren't doing for a very long time. Um, mm. We weren't um, making sure that our auditing our, our staff and our team, we were just, they're doing it. We know they're doing it, they look busy, whatever. So then we, we actually had to sit down and drill down and say, okay, are we really getting what's supposed to come? Are they actually doing what they're supposed to do? What can we do to make that more fun and make it more seamless for them? So we've really started auditing all of our staff and we've split up sales from uh, personal lines to sales to firemen commercial so that somebody else is dealing with it, that we're not dealing with everything. So that's really helping and it's helping the staff as well because they know what they have to do and how they have to do and how much they have to get done. If they're having an issue, then we can fix it because we're actually running those numbers and tracking it. Your staff, your best people want to score and they want to know how they're doing. So salespeople want to know their close ratios, how much business they're writing. Service people want to know the retention levels, how many protection reviews they're doing. So they want to know how they're doing and then they want to know if they're in the penalty box. They want to know, they want to be communicated. They're in the penalty box, not people ignoring that tough conversation. And I put the term assume, never assume, which we all know makes an ass out of you and me. And in a lot of our business, we can never assume that. And the last thing I want to point out quickly is the training curve. You see the memory curve, how things erode over time. You know, after six days, you remember 20% of what you, you once learned. If you're not retraining and re-engaging your staff, there's a lot of slippage happening. And a lot of brokers and agents say, oh, I've trained them once. That's good. They know what they're doing. And they never look again. And only to find out six months later that things aren't happening. And uh, basically, as you would say, you have to inspect what you expect. Absolutely true. Absolutely. And, and hockey, football, baseball, basketball, whatever it is, how often are they practicing? Exactly. Yeah, we, we, we want to make so, sure they're pr practicing at least on a weekly basis for half an hour to an hour. It's good to do the reviews every day. What's funny, Mike, is a lot of college football teams have a lot better playbook and structure than most insurance brokers and agencies, which is kind of sad. You know, we should have a playbook exactly how everything should work, how everything should run, but a lot of people kind of leave it to chance. And they don't have that, and they don't, they don't audit, they don't inspect, and before you know it, they have an E&O claim, clients are leaving, the numbers don't lie. No. And, you know, we're going to talk about this more in San Diego, but, you know, our, our team is endeavoring to huddle almost on a daily basis, if not sometimes twice a day, depending on what's going on. So it's become that important. So you've created this culture, fantastic. What is, uh, tell us a tad more about Canny. Uh, Candy, and again, another term we learned from Michael is constant, never-ending improvement. You've got to get better every day, whether it's 0.001% or whatever. If you're not getting better and your competition is, you're actually going backwards by staying the same. And we want to create a culture where it's okay to take risk and basically innovate. You know, innovation is about taking yep. risk and not being scared of yep. failure. And most, bro I find it ironic, and I'll tell this to everybody, we're in the insurance business to protect people against risks, but nobody ever wants to take any risk as an agent. Everybody yeah. wants to let somebody else do the work. Everybody else wants to learn on somebody else's dime. And that's really a sad part of our business is we need to take more risk if we're going to be relevant in the future. I recently had a business meeting with a, an extremely successful individual outside of our industry who we're talking about some stuff because of the fact that the people in his world in the insurance game are not willing to take enough risk. He said those people are afraid of risk. That's how yeah. I built my businesses. By taking yeah, yeah. risks. It's exactly. It's like, you know, and I look at always, like, if you buy five stocks, two of them will probably not do very well. One might do horrible, but if that one does well enough to pay all the rest, that's what mm -hmm. innovating and taking risk will do in your agency. So if you don't have experiments going on, uh, you're not doing well. And uh, we always talk about failure is an event, not a person. You know, fail yeah. first. 
and learning. You know, you see Michael Jordan, all the greats have all failed. And it's not yeah. how you fail, it's how you pick, how you learn from it, how you pick yourself up, and how you become a better person. Anybody can sail a boat when it's rough or when it's calm. It's when it's rough is the real test. And that's where our industry just isn't pre-programmed to take risk. And uh, everybody wants right. to be an undertaker. They want to be comfortable in their job, and we're not we're not comfortable being uncomfortable. Absolutely, congratulations! You know your agency culture of fun is uh, also permeated throughout your communities. So you've donated time, donated money, and lots of other stuff, including your expertise, which has helped create your USP or unique unique selling propositions. We're going to go kind of fast through the next few slides because you gave us so much information. But you know, these are just some of the things that you've done, the Scarecrow Festival. And if you've got uh, any little tidbits on any one of these, please stop me. But uh, Camp Kalhani, correct? Yes. Yeah, we just, just quickly here, we used our social media group to help them win. Uh, the Aviva Fund, one of our insurance companies, has an online voting. And they came to us and said, hey, we need your help. We want to get some camp equipment. Uh, so we were able to engage our social media community, which is about 5,000 people on Facebook right now, and that helped them win. So that was kind of a fun thing. Fantastic. Good for you. Uh, you know, uh, other things you're doing in the community here, you've donated uh, money to purchase new jerseys. And just so everybody knows, I took a number of these slides out as well. You guys have just done such amazing things in your community. Uh, you know, help get 130 kids to camp. Congratulations there. Uh, donation of blankets and money to the women's shelter. Thank you for that. That's fantastic. I mean, just giving back. And the law of reciprocity is always in effect. You're donating up to 5% of your profits to all of these organizations through sponsorships, donations, memberships. I mean, what is that doing to your culture, just them knowing? And you communicate this to your entire team, correct? Exactly. Yeah, and we. Sorry. Yeah. And we, our team gets involved with us in, in a lot of these events too. Um, some of them obviously we're on boards and and the uh, members of different organizations. Like I'm on the I'm the chair of the hospital foundation board in our our local community and have been for eight years now. Um, and our gala that we host every it's biannual because I can't uh -huh. do it every year. It's too much work. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> It's like having a wedding every other year. Um, but yeah, over the last four galas, uh, we've raised over $530,000. And as we said at the start, our community is only 3,200 people. So that's huge. Wow. And this is our hospital open, and it's really helping our community. And, and our, we've got a huge, um, the next slide that you went to. Um, Go back a slide just quickly, two slides. The guy with oh, Luna Walter Gretzky. is Wayne Gretzky's father, Walter Gretzky. Go back a couple slides, the one, the first slide. Sorry, I just assumed everybody knew that was. One yeah. more. Go back one. one. Uh, there he is. Wayne Gretzky. Go back. Yeah, Wayne, yeah, that's Wayne Gretzky, the greatest hockey player in history, his father. And he attended. He had a stroke. And he did a one-hour presentation about his life, his family, and how great the hospitals were. And Una was able to get him out to speak. So I think that's a wow thing for us to have, you know. The Holy great. Toledo. Yeah, so most people wouldn't know that. I know yeah, what, sorry, I just, because yeah. being a hockey fan, I just figured everyone knew who Walter Gretzky was. We're from Canada, <laughs> eh? so we like, you know, we know hockey. Hey, best. Yeah. All right, so. Sorry. That's all right. Well, among many, many other lessons that I learned from the great one was to skate to where the puck's going to be. And I've got something on my wall, and I look at it every day, and I talk about it to my team every day, outthink and out-anticipate everything in every way every single day and you will uh, be able to accomplish more so
Love Fantastic it. stuff. That, that's, yeah. a, that's a win. The uh, arena thing, one of the ways we used our expertise and money, uh, we had to raise to start an arena here a million dollars in 12 months, otherwise the arena wouldn't go ahead. And there was $3 million in government grants, so we had to get that done. We joined the committee and we were the first donors of $25,000, our single biggest donation in company history at that point. And we set the tone and both Una and I joined the committee and we talked about how we had to go whale hunting and find some big donors to make this happen. It wasn't just gonna happen from $1,000 donations. And we're proud to say within 10 months we raised 1.1 million with our team, got a brand new arena uh, built. So that was a, a thing where we gave our money and our expertise and we made a difference. We actually did some direct mailers using our marketing uh, things we've learned from insurance to help raise about uh, $50,000 uh, using that campaign. So. And the picture there is the old arena. Yeah. That was just before it was torn down. <laughs> wow. Ladies and gentlemen, if you aren't taking notes right now, you are missing just a ton of opportunity here. Think about all of this. I mean, and local business improvement associations, so you're taking your knowledge in marketing and business and everything else, converting it and helping other people achieve the same thing. In addition to that, you put it all into a book. Yeah, and everybody, when we wrote the book, um, again, at our mastermind group, people who had written books put pictures of themselves on the front page, and, and it was like, so we did that first for the page for this is part of the marketing and and right. I said I need let's make it fun let's make it funny so I wanted the donkey right from the start and we put the, <laughs> the donkey on the front and then we took a that same book with a picture of Jeff and I on the front and honestly you walk in the room what book are you going to pick up not a book with our mugs on the front of it that donkey looks fun so let's read it first so that's why we went with that. Fantastic. Lessons abound. I'm paying attention. Trust me. Thank you. So community champion winners, you guys are champions. Your community obviously being recognized. Uh, I would encourage you to go to YouTube and just search Jeff and Una Roy. I'm sure there's just tons of other lessons sitting there for us. Your community outreach program, uh, giving uh, a donation of $5,000 through staff-initiated volunteer projects. I hope you wrote that one down. And there was so much more we just don't have time for today. Congratulations, guys. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. And again, we've learned so a lot of good from other agents. Sorry. Fantastic. And we just want to permeate it throughout the industry to help others grow uh, and experience the same kind of thing. So um, we're going to have to speed it up just here, believe it or not. So theme number two for today is developing a solid agency brand and you know there is a difference between branding and advertising and even marketing would you agree totally 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 agree hundred percent and that that's where we could go on for hours explaining that unfortunately we don't have time for it today but let's dig in and uh, find out what was going on so what happened in the beginning this was probably what 10 2010 or 11 right yeah, I just, I honestly didn't feel our brand was good enough. And uh, I just, there's, you know how you get a feeling in your gut and you can't figure out why you feel that way, but it drives you crazy? Yep. That's what yep. I had and that's what Una had and our team had. And, but we couldn't find any answers. But it's funny, as soon as you have the question, the teacher will emerge. And we took the that's Beyond right. Best Class program. It taught us to look at changing the name above, above our door. And, uh, you know, we kept searching. And again, I just want to be frank up here. Changing your brand or rebranding is the road less traveled. Most people want to be the, the father and son insurance broker, whatever it is, and they want to talk about how great a service they give, which you can't, you know, it's like taking a picture of eight lawyers, spot the best lawyer, you can't. So you need to build something to differentiate yourself to make you look different. Yep. 
Prove it, right? Prove exactly. it. Exactly. Show me the money. Yeah. Exactly. Fantastic. Well, congratulations on that. We, too, have endeavored in that. We have a brand new 40-page brand guide. So this is about you, though. So the old Excalibur brand was okay, but yeah, you look what happened? There's our $6,000 sign, and this is the height. <laughs> we put a brand new sign, looked awesome. There was our new, that was our new logo. We hired a, a logo guy, not a branding guy. Uh -huh came out of the logo, which was better than what we had before, and we put that nice $6,000 sign up there. It lasted one year and got taken down. <laughs> but, uh, so I wanted to show you that not everything you do lasts. There is failure. Yep. You have to fail your pocketbook. Because we look the same as everybody else. If you look at that screen, and that's when we realized it was like just slap off the side of the head. It's like, holy, we don't stick out at all. Everybody's blue. Everybody's lowercase. Everybody's like, state farm sticks out because it's red. But other than that, we all look the same. Nobody's going to look at that and go, oh, there's Excalibur. It's not the golden arches. There's no purple cows. So we, what That's happened, right. It's, and it's funny because we went to, we go to the iBrokers convention to learn. Uh -huh. And there's a guy named Brand, Gear Maxwell that was there. And he, we actually met him. And we were the only uh, agent or broker out of 200 people that watched them. We had lunch with him that day. We had a meeting with him the following Monday. And we hired him. And uh, he mm -hmm. understood branding at a level that we didn't understand. And we knew there was some gold there, and his three-hour seminar changed our mind. So to kind of flip through this, we'll go through it quickly. I know time's an issue. Right. Uh, yeah. Most brokers have message tactics and creative, so they put the cart before the horse. So you see a lot of agents right. and brokers copy other agents and just slap their logo on it. Well, that doesn't work. And a lot of people don't understand their, their clarity and their strategy first and then do their tactics secondly. And that's one thing that I want to point out to everybody. Figure out what you're trying to do and get your strategy, then figure out how you want to market and get that message out. Similar to the three M's, but get that strategy down first. Absolutely. So I, I love this visual. What that looks like. So he got us to rethink the triangle, which was good for us because we were guilty of jumping to tactics without really understanding what we were doing prior to that. Aren't we all? And absolutely, we, we need to back up sometimes. And some, one of the greatest things that happened in my life is when I stopped and identified the fact that I need to listen to people who know more than I do. Fantastic stuff. So. Then we, we will say we want to try and go to become a, a brand of distinction, not a badge of honor. And we want to be, you know, basically like, for instance, if I had an Apple, uh, an Apple computer versus a Dell computer, if you take somebody's Dell computer and switch it, they really don't care. You take somebody's uh -huh. Apple computer, they're beating you over their head. You got we got full out warfare with them. That's what a branded distinction does. And again, most insurance companies, the websites look the same. They say the same stuff. My father's been in the business for 50 years. He's bigger than your dad. Thank just you the man. same language. We'll save you 38 percent. I'll save you 41 percent. It just isn't different. And that's where right. we challenge ourselves. We wanted to look different and be different. Right. Fantastic. And this what is what branding. Discover, tell, live. We discover a brand, then we have to tell people what it is, and we have to live it. Because if we're not consistent, we can say one thing, but if we're not consistent, people figure that out. Again, back to proving it. Yeah, and this you'll find this interesting. And I think if everybody looks at this, they interviewed 2,000 CEOs in my tech group. Here's the top six problems they had. And I think if you guys look at this list, and then look at your agency, you're going to go, oh, my God, it's the same list that we have pretty well. You know, you can't measure right. ROI. I hear so many agents that can't measure that stuff. They want to be different. So that's in the strategy and the message. Congratulations on that. So um, we talked about this in the very beginning, Una. Tell us more. What honor means to us is basically to make sure that we are doing the, going above and beyond to do the right thing for 
our clients and our staff and our team because not only is it as we as Jeff was just saying 30% better we got you're going to save $200 that's not what it's about it's about the experience that they're getting and the fact that we are protecting their most valuable assets whether it be their family their house their auto their business and that's where the honor comes to us and we feel that and I don't know if everybody can hear it but I know when Jeff speaks and when I listen to him and we're both on the same page all the time it's not just the honor and doing the right thing and and always wanting to do better and learn more it's the passion that you have for your business that's huge as well that passion has to be there too excellent point soon and one quick thing is honor is a universal timeless principle honor will exist forever it never goes out of style our biggest problem was though what does honor mean in modern day time and that's where we struggled mm -hmm. here came back with a 40 page proposal so it sounds like you got three more pages than we did Mike when you did yours but uh, <laughs> came back with 37 pages and we'll we were our notes yeah, we better know. But we were blown away. We got Defender. Well, it was insurance. Defender was easy. But what the heck does honor mean? We struggle with that. I was in Mexico for a week, and every morning I woke up and read the paper, and I couldn't get my head around honor, and that's where they came out. It's the right thing to do. That's honor, doing the right thing. That made sense to us, and that's why we came up with it. It's the right thing to do. You know, Every time you service a client, did you look after them? Did you do the right thing with them? That's the ultimate test in our agency. I, I love the simplicity of that, and, and our core value is doing it to others, and we need to put it, uh, Andrew, if you're listening, right in that box just like that, and we need to do a visual with every person on our team with that box, them standing there. That could become part one of their signatures in their email, so fantastic stuff, and, and I constantly take people down to the conference room because it's as big as day on the wall in there, and I, they said, what should I do? I said, there it is right there. Just do it to others. It's the right thing to do. Congratulations, guys. Did the Excalibur code become part of your brand through this process? Yes, it did. Yeah, so our right. seven non-negotiables, and everybody has that on their desk. It's on their computer. Um, we have it in our off, like it's front office for clients to see as well. Um, if we make a promise, we keep it. doesn't matter what you need. We take the time to help. We find solutions when others might simply just throw in the towel and say, well, this is the way it yeah. is. Um, we're happy to do the things to make their day, whether it is, you know, walk them to the car, do something extra, go to their house to drop it, or like do those extra things that just don't happen as much anymore. You don't see it this day and age. Technology doesn't always save time, stress, or money, then we're not interested. So we're, Jeff, I shouldn't, I'm not going to say we on this one. When it comes to technology, it is all Jeff. And if we need something to help out with, the, with our processes, we're making sure that we get that for our team so that they're not stressed. And the lowest price isn't always the best option. And we will tell our clients that. And if they don't agree with that, then obviously they are not the clients that are in the values that we need in our organization. And we believe going above and beyond is absolutely worth it. Absolutely true. Hang on a second. Technology UFA there. There we go. Uh, this is a visual of your golden circle, and I'm going to kind of move forward here a little bit. We'll just show you some of the visuals, your power of alignment. And this was the title of our talk today your culture, your story, your experience, and just notice how it all blends together. And it really is as simple as one, two, three. When you put it like that, your team can really get their mind around it. Is that accurate? Absolutely, yep. And, and I love your hybrid model right here. You've got your community storefronts, your online tools, your personal interaction. It all blends together to create the result, result you're looking for for the people that it matters to. Accurate? Very accurate. Yeah, your website 
and we uh, we encourage you to go check that out and can learn more about them there. Uh, we talked about your newsletter earlier uh, that you're distributing online and offline, so you're reaching 100% of the marketplace. You've got your mobile dashboard now. Uh, we could probably go on to that, which gives you the ability to push messages out to the marketplace. Fantastic on that. There's your mobile dashboard inside your mobile uh, device portal. Uh, great work there. You've got your signs in the office. Uh, you've got your team of defenders. I love that title. And when I was looking at this, all of your offices, but you're shown as one team. Fantastic job there. Your street signs, your sponsorships. Look at just look at the look of it. You guys have done a fantastic job with this. Your trade show booths. I saw this last night. And I was going, wow, this is fantastic. Great job. Uh, your coolie cups. Uh, back to the honor for just a minute. I mean. That's great stuff. The messaging is there. Of course, handwritten thank you notes. Uh, you guys push a lot of handwritten thank you notes out the door, right? Yes, we do. They go, they go to everybody who we write new business with. Instead of saying just thank you, it's a handwritten note. So inside that, then we say thank you for your business. Um, inside here, you'll find a small card to put to somebody else. And we send them to our underwriters. We, somebody did a portfolio review. We just, whoever we want to say something to. It can be anybody. The attitude of gratitude always wins. Fantastic job. You know, uh, we talked a little bit about your book earlier, so you've made it available in download digital form as well. So congratulations on that. You've got shirts that talk about your Excalibur University, your education center. Because, you know, people fear what they don't understand, so you're actually taking the steps to help educate people about their insurance. Way to go. Um, your Pinterest uh, presence because that's just a form of social media. Do you find that uh, you got a lot of people paying attention to you on Pinterest? Sorry, and again, I, I should clarify, we kind of use a Pinterest look on the website. We do, have not done Pinterest. Uh, we use a number of social media, but Pinterest we just didn't feel was a good fit for us. You can't be native in all forms, so, but we kind of yep. made, made it look like Pinterest on the website. You got a playbook to live your brand and experience? Uh, fantastic job. I mean, people can get their minds around this kind of stuff. You've created a community champion award. I love this, and if you don't mind, I'm going to borrow this thought process. Uh, it was because awesome. it, it's a huge effect. It was huge. Yeah, it's huge. Can you think of one huge effect? Um, just the the two that we the first two we did um, the, were three young girls heading to work out in the morning, and they saw a horse in distress. Um, that was actually being attacked by a stallion, and she was actually delivering. And they got on, two of the girls got out of their car and scared the stallion away, kept him away, while the other wee girl delivered a horse while on the phone talking to her dad because she didn't know how to do it. And so they saved those. And so we just brought them in. We gave them a certificate. We gave them some roses and, you know, a gift card for $25 of Visa gift card each. And their picture went in the paper, and they just, because nobody would have said anything, and we just were like wowed at what they did because it was totally unexpected and they just went ahead and did it. And then our other two little girls donated their birthday money. They were 10 years old and had a birthday party and said ask for money to donate to the hospital. So th those girls as well to actually get a certificate and some roses and be, you know, be mentioned in the community. They, they were just wowed by it. And the big thing is they we acknowledge people that don't expect anything in return. Both these yeah. people didn't want nice. to be. That is the value of going above and beyond. That fits our value. That fits our culture. That adds to our story. 
but I think that's so critical in today's world. I mean, we have to do these things without that expectation of anything coming back in return. Because if you do it for the right reason with your heart, good things are going to happen. And the other thing I just picked up that you said, Una, thank you for sharing the story. It wasn't like that much of an investment. You said a $25 a certificate or something like that. It's not like there's a lot of money involved, but it's the right reason. You're doing yeah. the right thing. Good for and you. Thrilled. We actually videotaped them. There's a video, I think, of both of the girls on our yeah. YouTube where we just videoed them, asked them quickly what they did to have the story. We shared the story. Right. Uh, you know, it was great. It was. It was a. It's nice to share good news. This is not enough. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I looked at this and I said. Oh my goodness, good for you. I mean, uh, this shot in itself just uh, portrays exactly what you've done with your brand. Uh, you've got the, the reason right there in the middle. Congratulations on that. Uh, we're at number three. Go ahead. That's also in a poster form at the front of all of our offices so that when people come in and they're sitting waiting or if they have to wait for somebody, they, they can just have a look at that. Well, I think that trumps Dave Ramsey. I've been to Dave Ramsey's Brentwood, Tennessee facility, and outside of every office on Dave Ramsey's campus is everybody's disc profile, and that's fantastic, but uh, I think this trumps it. So congratulations. So theme number three for today's talk, develop sales process in a digital world, and we're going to have to kind of move through this. Uh, today's reality is I, I, the visual right there on the right, I want, right? I want, yeah. I want it yesterday. I want it back in the future almost. <laughs> it's pretty much where it exactly. is, right? And the expectation, you're going to get it for me or I'm going to go get it somewhere else, right? And, they, and, and they compare. If they have a good experience on at Starbucks or on iTunes or Amazon, guess what? Your insurance brokerage experience better be the same. Exactly. Or better. Yeah, or better, yeah. So SEO by the numbers. And these numbers so, are moving. So again, you ask 10 people, but bottom line is everybody's starting their search or a good chunk of people are searching it online. And you need to have yep. a great online presence, a great website. You need to make sure that your SEO is good and make sure that you try and pop up on the first page for the searches you want. And we always joke here, where do you hide a dead body? Second page of Google. You know, I think Jimmy Hoffa's hanging out there right now. <laughs> Absolutely, right? And things are going to change in the next five minutes. We were talking about it before we got started this morning. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, just because, because we've updated it like yesterday, uh, today's already here. We better get with it, right? Yeah, so we realized quickly that we've got to get our digital game together. Our website has to get better and all that kind of stuff. So that's important. So you, brokers and agents need to take SEO seriously. A lot of people go, well, my clients don't buy online or online people shop for price. They're garbage. That's all crap. It's all bunk. You need to give your head an examination if you think that you don't have to have a good website. You know, there's about 10 or 12 non-negotiables we discussed at the GROW program with Jason Cass. Uh, we were down in Chicago, and obviously a great website using SEO and blogging are critical. So, uh, Agree. And that's the thing that changes every day. It's the blogging, the social media that's all built around your website that's built into it that's constantly bringing it up every single day. So fantastic job. Uh, you know, the six types of clients, uh, some want self-service, so you have to support them as well. Accurate? Yeah, one of, one of the things we have is economical. It's funny, one of our companies had mentioned that only 50% of clients want to deal with a broker. The other want a direct writer experience. My pushback to them, and it wasn't malicious they came out with it, is if you build the self-service tools for us and give us better ways to provide the instant quote bind and issue, 
we could then be like the direct writers but with choice and a better proposition. So why can't we occupy that space? So that's one of our big pushes. Yep. Give us the tools too and we'll build that into our DNA at Excalibur. Absolutely. So customers do shop differently. Uh, you know, I was studying uh, in Automobile University the last few days, John Maxwell, uh, Today Matters, and he's talking a lot about thinking. And then I saw this slide. Yeah, and again, the big so, thing I want to point out here is you have to make sure that when people are searching, you know, like Dave, there's thinking of, let's say they're thinking of buying an SUV at day nine, maybe you have to make sure that your ads, your display ads pop up under those things and their searches are different at that point. If they're researching heavily at that point, maybe on day three they're looking for insurance and then day two they're looking to make the purchase. So you have to show up along the whole process and you have to build that communication, that awareness, that emotional connection over time and repeated. And it's really tough to figure out in the cyber world and online and offline where everybody's going to show up. So you mentioned 100% of the places 100% of the time. It's just those repetitive hits, the people that are going to yep. make brand awareness there and that connection when they're ready. End of the conversation that's already going on in their minds, uh, which is mobile. And uh, would you agree that this 45% figure is outdated? It could be. We ran, checked your SEO numbers last month, and it was 43% were mobile, so it's pretty pretty close. Okay. Uh, the year was going to okay. be 39%, but I think your mobile might be a little bit higher in the U.S. Uh, I'm guessing yep, it's I think so. 50% by the end of the year, if not higher. So, again, if you don't have a responsive website, and, again, we are just launching. We did our website a year and a half ago, and we blew it up again, and we're we've just launched our version 1 in the last two weeks. It needed to be better and faster on our mobile. It just didn't look very good. So, Yep. Yeah, we're doing the same thing. Ours is getting ready to launch here any day. So I think that down south of the border, yeah, it's more like 60%. But, yes, you need to have a compliant, uh, complete presence digitally. Yeah. So uh, what did you do based on this information? So we realized that the game's changed, and we had to develop a digital sales process to be able to adapt to that, which meant we needed right. to have a good website. We needed to have ways of bringing leads to that website. And then once they put their hand up and clicked, we needed to be able to make sure that they were able to get a price quickly and easily 24-7 when they wanted. And then once they got the price, we needed to respond quickly, lightning speed or warp speed. Uh, if you don't respond in five minutes, you're losing nowadays. And a lot of uh, agencies yep. are responding in 12, 24 hours, 48 hours. I'll get back to them when they're ready. That doesn't work anymore. So we had to develop a new process, which involved scripting, you know, basically using digital signatures and texting. Uh, interesting, when we introduced texting uh, two months ago, our close ratio went up 3% uh, in a month, which doesn't seem like a lot, but when you're quoting a million dollars of business in a month, that's thirty to $40,000. That, that's a significant number in my world. So, and we developed proposals to differentiate ourselves. So we developed the whole process. Uh, a good book I recommend is called The Conversion Code. If you're in digital sales, definitely have that, take a read of that book. It's something that will teach you a lot of things on scripting and how the digital consumer works. The conversion code, yeah, our, our members have it, but uh, that's absolutely a good read. Fantastic job. So, you know, you have a rate reducer online rating system. Uh, I, I could not agree with you more. Money loves speed. Success loves speed. So if you're not exampling speed and operating at warp speed, maximum speed every single day, uh, you're going to get left behind, unfortunately. So uh, you have learned that by doing all this. Uh, again, I'm going to keep moving here. Uh, talk about split testing for just a minute. 
Yeah, like one of those things we try, we have different landing pages, we try different things, we, and we look at the numbers. If you can't measure things at a detailed level, uh, it's going to be very tough for you. So we, everybody said, well, people want to call, people want to email. We did some tests, and 90% of the people that we tested wanted to get a quote and go through that method. 8% wanted to phone us, and 2% filled out our email form. You know, that's what we found with the people. I'm not saying that's bang on everywhere, but where the people that right. go through a pay-per-click, our website organically through Facebook, that's what we found out. So, you know, it's one of those right. things, don't believe everything you hear until you test it. Absolutely. So, and now we're generating more leads and traffic. Uh, you've got a systematic way set up to respond to anybody that might raise their hand. Uh, yeah. You had somebody manually doing it that was routing yeah. leads and you couldn't track it. I, I, I intentionally look, look, uh, took out uh, Velocify out of here because there was just so much information on it, but uh, that's part of how you were able to do this, correct? Yeah, Velocify, one of the things they talk about is they show a graph that if you respond within five seconds, or sorry, five minutes, you have a 300% higher close ratio, and if you respond in an hour, it drops to 60%, and our joke is, well, if you don't respond in an hour, it's a cold call, because they're onto the third site, they don't even know you existed, so that's why speed is, is king in this. You know, in sports, speed is king in football, basketball, any sport, it is in the insurance business right, right now, too, you need to respond quickly. So Velocify, as an actual software program, just for a quick I'll do a quick 30-second explanation. Their salespeople log in, and the leads go to them uh, by either round robin or shotgun, and that way they get the lead. We track the response time, and then there's uh, nine different ways we try and get a hold of people, a series of five phone calls to get a hold of them, and four or five emails and a text message, and we have a 91% contact ratio right now once a person gets in our funnel. Our close ratios, unfortunately, aren't that high, but we have a system in place, and they work it, and it saves us about 20% of their time so they can handle easily 10 to 15 leads a day. Fantastic. So I'm sure people can just Google Velocify. Uh, great stuff. And you see some of the numbers that you guys are executing right here. Way to go. Yeah, thanks. It's, we're still yeah, learning. Yeah, before, yeah it's a absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The day we stop learning is the day we stop growing, right? Yeah, so exactly. uh, you had some challenges in the beginning, which were exhibited here. So you made the changes that were needed, right? Yeah, we our close ratios. Like again, we were not, we're still not happy with them. I believe we can get to a twenty percent, and these are on cold calls, like referrals. We get eighty percent. That's not a problem. These are people that have never heard of us nine times out of ten that come into our queue. I'm not sure what everybody's cold call uh, close ratios are. But we're trying to get them better, and we're, we're adjusting our scripting. We're doing a lot of different things to try and improve that. And we just found a number about four or five months ago, which I didn't know, and I wish I had known two years ago, but the average retention rate is 74.5% on first-year business. And uh, we noticed our retention rate was dropping, and we couldn't figure out why, but that explains it that, you know, and, and I'm being told that's an industry-wide number that's been there. And, again, Uno will point out quickly that's on digital stuff. It's not referred leads. Our retention rate isn't as good. So being an insurance broker and an innovator and experimenter, there's got to be some way we can improve that number. And I'm, out, I'm now trying to figure out how to track that in my system. My applied systems doesn't make it easy to track that. And I'm trying to figure right. out a way to know what that is. And that's a new number on my radar and my dashboard I have to look after. And we're not offering extended hours right now. Uh, we have a workaround right now. But I believe between 5 and 9 o'clock, we get a lot of leads coming in. I'd like to test if we had somebody answering the phone live, dealing with them, how much better would our results be? I believe they would be. That'll be a test we need to staff and run. So, I want I want to uh, 
reiterate two things that uh, both of you just said. First of all, uh, you said that you're not satisfied with where you're at. You're in the top 3% and you're never satisfied. That's got to be the way that we operate mentally in today's business world. You can never be satisfied. Would you agree? Absolutely. If, once you're yeah, satisfied, you stop. Absolutely. Complacency kills. The other thing is don't conform. Don't conform to what everybody else is doing. Don't conform to anybody else. It's what you're doing that really matters and you can never stop. So congratulations on that. Um, we're going to get on to theme number four, and uh, we're, we're heading towards the top of the hour pretty quickly. So let's just talk a little bit about experience, service experience, sales experience. Uh, you talked about customer care checkups, reviews, uh, the fact that everybody's scripted. Um, talk about the staff giving quiet time to catch up. How does all that work? So what I do is I make sure that everybody has an hour or two hours a week where they're not on the phones, nobody talks to them, their door is closed, and it's scheduled, either reviews, renewals, whatever it is they have to do. Um, that's uh -huh. got big. We, we choose what it is, and they are on that those two hours from 10 to 12 or whatever on their day that is 100% just focused on the time to get caught up so that they're not stressed and saying, oh, I've got to get back over here. And our meetings once a week also helps me find the ones that Maybe it has been a crazy, crazy week for them, and they may need an extra hour. So somebody else covers for that. At first, it was very difficult because they said, well, I can't take two hours off and not answer my phones. I'm going to have all these messages. Well, the messages right. aren't being for them. Somebody else is taking that call, doing the change for the client, and, and coming in on that. And the fact that they actually get that time, their stress level is way down. Absolutely. Fantastic job in taking that action. Uh, we talked a little bit about this earlier as far as the industry says this and the industry says that. You've just taken it upon yourselves to do whatever you need to do. Right. So great job. Uh, you have communication strategies. We touched on this earlier as well. You've got your newsletter going out, your e-blast, your birthday card. Uh, you stopped doing those completely? Actually, no, they're still going out. Um, we had, okay. It's just the cost. Our postage is crazy here in Canada. So. Uh -huh. The cost to send a birthday card was getting, it was costing us almost $3 a card. Okay. We, had to, we had to set up through a program, it's $4 a card, we could actually dump our entire database of clients, and we had to program okay. this thing to, to automatically do them. And uh, I'm not sure we could justify an ROI on that kind of cost on 5000 We're looking at twenty dollars to $30,000 a year to do that for everybody. We are sending them to VIP clients and select clients. We're still doing that. We just didn't do them to everybody. We were doing them to everybody. Uh, I wish, and again, that's something I'm going to discuss, obviously, when we come down to San Diego in November, is maybe I need to change my thinking on that. So, Well, you, you're absolutely spot on in the fact that if you're not going to do it for everybody, definitely do it for your AAAs and AA's or your top uh, type of client. So, again, your monthly e-blast, 30% um, open rate. Holy Toledo, that's fantastic. And we're hearing that's a pretty good number. And, again, we, we put a contest. That is a great number. Every month we have a contest, and it may if, if people open it for the contest, at least they're opening it. Jay Bear talks about real reach, and that's what the newsletter gives you, and you have to actually physically grab the newspaper and throw it in the garbage, but you see it. Whereas email, 70%, and here's a number that alarmed me, we've got probably 70 or 80% of everybody's email, but only 30% are opening the emails. 
So we're not really communicating with those other people. We think we are, but we're not. And that's right. reality. That's correct. Where the newsletter kind of picks that up, and hopefully between those two we get some touches. But we're not touching people just because we're doing it 18 times doesn't mean we're executing. So that's a challenge nowadays, and we're hoping our new mobile app will help fill that void a little bit better. I, I could not agree, and I would begin pushing that as much as you can. So uh, I'm going to just review some of the accolades you guys uh, have accomplished, have earned. Uh, congratulations. Um, just fantastic stuff. Um, couldn't be more honored to be sitting here chatting with you uh, about all of this. I mean, you're up against all of these people, uh, and you were chosen as the top of the top. So congratulations on that. But if, if there was one theme, if there was one word that has kind of led to all this, I, I know the word that I'm thinking of in my mind. What would be, and I want to ask you separately, and, and I know you're obviously sitting in the same place, but what's the one word that has led to all this? And I'll let ladies first. Una? Just one word? <laughs> um, okay, or two. Passion and desire. Passion and desire. Jeff? Uh, relentless. Relentless. So they have the passion and desire, and they're relentless about it. And my word was action. Because okay. at the end of the day, you know, we can talk about this all we want. We can think about it all we want. But at the end of the day, it's about taking action. So congratulations. Uh, you guys are just uh, at the top of the top, and I know you guys are in pursuit of even higher. You've got some projects on the deck on deck uh, coming up. Uh, you touched on the new mobile app, uh, artificial intelligence. What, tell us about that in 20 seconds. Actually, it's, we're doing a, we're working on a minimum viable product with a company that approached us because we're innovative, and we're going to build a chat bot that will actually work off our website and I believe our mobile app and social media, so people can ask questions and it will actually answer automatically. Uh, in terms of taking you to websites, getting you hooked up with the right phone number, and then we're going to build over time the most common insurance questions, and it's going to be use machine learning to get smarter, uh, and I believe we're going to be able to build a quoting option in there where you can actually get a quote right through the chatbot. It'll work through Messenger, uh, so we're working on that right now. We should have a minimum viable product in the next one to two weeks, which we're excited about. You know, It's not going to set the world on fire in version one, but the fact that we have a better chatbot uh, we actually took all our questions from the last year from our chat, dumped it into the uh, company, and they reviewed it all, and they've got answers and stuff to the most commonly asked questions. So, so that's pretty exciting. Wow. We're launching, uh, we're actually that... launching our ability to quote bind tenants package and home run businesses with a company in the next two weeks, uh, which is exciting. So we can actually bind and do it without a human touching it, and we've got companies behind it, and we're actually rolling out some other products in the commercial space on that. That's exciting. And uh, yeah, because we have some stuff going. Like I said, we're not, we're still trying to create that experience. We've got a long way to go. So, Well, congratulations. I, I'm just in awe of everything you guys are doing. Um, and what's the consequence of not doing it, right? I mean, this slide tells it all. Yeah, basically, disruptors want to basically eat our lunch, take our clients, beat us. You know, billions of dollars are getting dumped into the insure tech. A lot of the insure tech stuff, it looks nice, but it's just technology, it's not experience. So I think we'll see your insurance companies gobble them up, but there'll be a couple insure tech, and I got you know Policy Genius there, uh, you got Coverhound, and you got uh, Insurion. They're they got some depth, and they're going to be around for a yes, long time. Yes, they do. So yes, they do. 
I, I point out, we threw this slide in my friend Adam Mitchell, who's also an innovative broker. This is one of his favorite comments. Realize that some of your friends in this industry aren't going to make it out alive. And I think, you know, we're in Canada, there's lots of bears up here. You know, <laughs> be nice to five people one day, they might save your life, you know. As long as you got, you got to be running faster than your competition. You know, if, if you're complacent, you're that guy that, you see the camera guy that fell down? You're that camera yeah. guy changing and innovating. You don't want to be that guy. The bears are after you, and uh, you got to pick it up. So that's, that's our message we want to share. I just hope we communicated that. We're doing all this stuff, and we feel that we're still behind. So that's got to hopefully inspire people to get motivated to do things and work on their business uh, and basically, and in, in yeah, just not in it. I could not agree more, but ladies and gentlemen, I need your complete attention, and we've got people hanging on a thread here, so everybody's paying 100% attention, so thank you, Jeff and Una, for the amazing information, but here's the most important slide that we're going to show you today. <laughs> There's our secret of right? success. The hat. <laughs> Please pay close attention to the hats, because it okay. is the key to running these see at least at the Excalibur group is that accurate that's correct yeah <laughs> Thank you, Michael, for having us. Um, it was a very a pleasure we were honored to be asked and um, and to share our information and we're really looking forward to San Diego to share more and you've got a fantastic group I've been following you for 10 years and uh, we're honored to be on here and uh, thanks for everything you do for the industry it, it's my pleasure I mean it, it's it, in the words of uh, one of our uh, close friends, it would be unfair if we didn't because at the end of the day, uh, it, we're all better together. I mean, and we just want to uh, get further faster. Uh, we're not going to ever stop. We're not ever going to give up. The speed at which you guys are operating, though, is to be absolutely commended. Uh, great job. Way to go. And I know that uh, multiple people uh, in our UPP circles uh, operate at the same speed. So we have a number of questions about uh, your scripting and what you're saying to people on the phone, et cetera, et cetera. And a number of people want to know uh, if you can share anything that's on your scripts. And, and one of the specific questions was, uh, what is a customer care checkup? Luna, you want to talk to that for just a second? Yeah, our customer care checkups, we learned that what we were doing was somebody calls in to do a change of vehicle. And so we take the change. Thanks very much. You want collision comp on that? That's great. Thanks for calling in, Mike. Uh, have a great day. But what we weren't doing with Mike when he called in was letting Mike know the other options we have in our organization that he may not even be aware of. So when we do our customer care checkup, when somebody calls in, and we do note the screen so they're not being asked if they call in three times in six months kind of thing. But right. we ask, you know, do you, who takes care of your life insurance? Oh, I, my brother-in-law, and whatever they say, well, we have a, an expert life agent in our office if you'd like them to make an appointment. So they're not giving right. all the information on that at that time. Do you right. know what umbrella insurance is? We notice we don't have your property or whatever. So you're cross-selling, and then we also tell them about our referral program at that time, and is there any other questions. But after we've dealt with what they've called in for, and then you just lead into the question. If you have a couple minutes right now, Mike, I just want to make you aware of some of the services we also offer. You know, so you're not trying to sell them, so it's not like a sales thing, because some of our, our account managers aren't salespeople. They're not comfortable with trying to sell and, and make people spend money. So if they ask them in that way, do you just want to learn more about us, then that's what our customer care checkups are. And they're done just on a random phone call. 
Right, so you don't have anything that's dedicated uh, to proactively go outbound at this time. You're just doing that as they, people call in. Correct. Our outbound ones are our, are our protection reviews, and those are done 90 days before their renewal. All right, fantastic. I can tell you this, uh, one of the most influential things that has happened in my life in the last five years in that particular realm happened with John O'Leary. And what I learned from John was just simply say, what more can I do for you? Yes. Yep. Absolutely. And at the, end, at the end of the day, people don't know what to do with that. They're like, you really care? What more can you do for me? We get so many opportunities just by saying those words. What yes. more can we do for you today? And that's like the way we answer our phone in our organization. I'm sure you've heard it a million times now, Mike. But um, when our front, our, our director first impression, our receptionist, whatever you want to call them, or any right. of our other girls answer the phone, we answer the phone, thank you for choosing Excalibur Insurance. This is Una. How can I make this the best call of your day? We got that from Michael McLean, and I tell you, we've been using it now for two and a half years, and it has not gotten old. People are still going, wow. So even if they're having a bad day, it sets them off and it sets their tone. How can I make this the best call of your day? Yeah. I love that. Congratulations for, most importantly, taking action. We have just a, a ton of comments and accolades for you guys. Uh, absolutely fantastic presentation, off the charts, way to go. Thank you for that. The last question that I've got for you today, and I thought this was a pivotal uh, must-ask question, is tell us how you start your day. Well, we both started completely differently. Um, I get up in the morning um, and three times a week and go well, and work out. I do a HIPS program and come home, shower, get ready, do a couple loads of laundry, feed the dog, let the dog out, tidy up, make the bed, do all that stuff. Jeff does a lot more um, for himself. I'll let you know what he does. Yeah, I usually wake up and I'll, I try and read, usually right off the bat, uh, first half an hour, and then I, I try my best to get with Una to work out three times a week. Depends if I have hockey or squash that night. I'm an older guy, so I can't always do workout and play sports at night afterwards. And then uh, we get, when we get, in the, when we get in the office, we, I try and get in early before everybody, before it's too busy. I try and work on the marketing and make sure my projects are, are firing in all cylinders and uh, basically work on the marketing. And, you know, I make sure I spend an hour at least on reading, an hour on marketing. Those are critical things I have to do. I still have clients I look after. And uh, as a CEO, I manage, I look after Una with her, make sure the, the personal lines team is doing well. I have a sales manager for personal lines, and I'm just creating a commercial and farm manager right now. So I will have a meeting with them. I will make sure I check in with them once a week to make sure they're on track and I help problem solve with them. Uh, you know, that kind of stuff, you know, that's kind of a, a, a typical day. You know, could I have a structure better? Yes, but we literally have a number of things going on and I'm dealing with a lot of erratic schedules right now with the different vendors I'm using. So I'm, I want to make sure I'm uh, fluid or nimble to, to adjust to their schedules so I keep my projects going because uh, there's a lot of things I want to get working on autopilot and set up. And once they're set up, it should allow me to do a lot more with a lot less and be able to you know, magnify what we're doing. So we're trying to work on that right now. That's kind of an overview, you know, just roughly of our day. So. Fantastic. I mean, that, that's the key. It's how we get started, right? How we put the key in the ignition, turn that ignition, and make something happen. Jeff and Una, uh, thank you. I, I can't, uh, that's 
cap, absolutely capitalize YOU. Um, we couldn't be more honored and grateful for the time that you've invested today to share with the Unstoppable Nation uh, just some of the secrets to your absolutely incredible success. Congratulations on to what you've achieved so far. We can't wait to watch you uh, pursue that 1%. And I, there's no question in my mind, you will get there. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. And, and let us know if there's anything else we can do for uh, your team there. Uh, again, I said we, we've got to where we are on the backs of other uh, the giants have helped us and shared their information. And one of the slides we had in there was a rising tide floats all boats. So by helping each other, you know, the law of reciprocity yep. that you talk about, it comes back in spades. You know, we've always, we've always helped a lot of people when we can because we've got the help too. And uh, basically, it's, uh, we're a team, we're a community together. And as you said, we're better yep. together. Uh, absolutely. So uh, we're only here for a short time. So uh, like I mentioned, a lot of the events, we got to let it rip. Yeah. So I'll, I'll let you guys get back to letting it rip. Thank you again. Uh, and if there is in anything more that we can do for you, please don't hesitate to contact uh, our team, uh, our team leader, Andrea Wyatt at the Unstoppable Profit Producer Program. All we want is your success. So remember, everybody, make a difference. Be unstoppable. Leave no regrets. Una and Jeff, thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, everyone. Have an amazing day. All right. Have a great day, everybody. Love you guys. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening. If you would like to listen to more episodes or share this podcast with someone you care about, please visit www.unstoppableprofitpodcast.com. Now go out and make a difference. Be unstoppable and leave no regrets.